Is that better? Yes. Can you? Is it on? Yes. All right. Sorry. You know, I don't know what it is about churches. Every church has trouble with their PA system. I don't, I don't know what it is. It must be the devil. He doesn't want the word preached, so he's always trying to mess up the PA system. But here we go. Now, now I think we're okay. Well, I'd like to uh, preach this morning on the gospel lesson that Matthew read, the gospel appointed for the day, from the 15th chapter there of St. Matthew, beginning at the 21st verse. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And by the way, if you'd like to look in your Bible and follow along with me, I think it might uh, be helpful for you this morning, because I'm just going to go right through the gospel lesson. That's the 15th chapter of Matthew, uh, the 21st verse. So, leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. Now, when it says leaving that place, that means the Sea of Galilee. That means the Lake of Gennesaret. The Lord Jesus was preaching, teaching, healing around the Sea of Galilee. And for some reason, he needed to get away from there. And so he walks the 50 miles over to the region of Tyre and Sidon. Can you imagine walking 50 miles? I can't walk too. You'd never make it then. It would be like walking from here to Riverside. The Lord Jesus must have been in really good physical condition. So he leaves the Sea of Galilee and walks 50 miles to Tyre and Sidon, that region. And also I think it's interesting to note that this is the only time in all of the recorded gospel about Jesus. It's the only time that he left Jewish territory. This is the only time he went into a Gentile territory in this lesson for today. So, he gets over in this vicinity of Tyre and Sidon and probably wanted a little rest. And immediately, the scripture says, this Canaanite woman is up in his face in the best sense of the word. All of a sudden, she comes from nowhere. This pagan woman. She's not a Jew. She's not a Christian. She's a pagan. All of a sudden, a Canaanite woman came from that vicinity, and she comes to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Where in the world did this woman get faith in Jesus Christ? She's never been to the temple. She's not a Jew. 
She's never been with a group of Christians. She's not a Christian. She probably worships the god of Baal. She's a Canaanite. Where in the world does she get faith in Jesus Christ? To me, this story about the Canaanite woman illustrates so beautifully the mystery of faith. And it illustrates so beautifully that faith is a gift from God. It's not something that we conjure up or speculate about or read about or somehow struggle with and strain with. No, faith is a gift. It's a gift from God. How else can you explain this woman's faith? She comes out of nowhere. Why do some people believe and some people do not believe? It's the mystery of faith. I have two friends that do not believe in God, period, much less the Lord Jesus Christ. And they struggle and they strain. Oh, if I could only believe. And then I'm sitting there. From the day I was born, I've been a believer. I can't remember a time in my whole 70 years that I have not loved and believed in Jesus Christ. Why? Faith is a gift. And there's no sense worrying about it and stewing about it and debating about it. Faith is a gift. This woman had been given faith. Even in a family. I have four grandchildren. I loved what you told about Abby just now. Um, I have four grandchildren. Two sons from my daughter and a son and a, da and a uh, daughter from my son. Uh, I have two, two, four grandchildren. Two grandsons uh, from my daughter and then my son and his wife have a little boy, a little girl. Out of these four grandchildren, I'm not saying they don't all believe, but the oldest child, Nathaniel, is the one with the gift of faith. He has always, always been connected to Jesus from the day he was born. Why is that? A couple of months ago, um, both, both the older boys, my, my daughter's kids, Nathaniel and Luke, are good athletes. And they're in every sport that you can think of. In fact, too much so, I think. But as a grandparent, that's not your choice, right? So they are in the all-star teams, football, basketball, baseball. They just got through with the all-star team of baseball. So Phyllis and I went over to see Matthew play in Calabasas, they live in Thousand Oaks, to see him in an all-star game. 
So here I am. I didn't want to sit in the stands. We were late, and it was hot, and the sun went. So I was standing with, the, with his dugout to my left. And I was standing, leaning up against you know the chain link fence. On the other side of me was the first baseline. And over here is the dugout. I'm standing there, and all of a sudden, Nathaniel is standing next to me. And he says, Papa, I need you right now to pray for me that I can hit that ball because I'm up next. And I want you to see me hit that ball. So here in the midst of all this confusion, baseball players, umpires, parents screaming, yelling, here is Papa and Nathaniel praying that Jesus would enable Nathaniel to hit the ball. Now, none of my other three grandchildren would do that. Why Nathaniel? Faith is a gift. The other day, my daughter Rachel was getting the boys ready to go to practice. One had practice in one field, one had practice in another field. And if you're parents, you know all about take it, dropping one kid off to practice here, one kid there to practice there. That'll be coming up. <laughs> and so she's walking by Nathaniel's bedroom and, sh and she says to the boys, hurry up, we've got to leave. There was, it was very quiet in Nathaniel's bedroom and so Rachel stops. Guess what she sees? Nathaniel and Luke are kneeling by Nathaniel's bed, praying about the game coming up. They are praying that they, they could hit the ball, that God would make them good sports, that God would bless them in this game. And this is Nathaniel's doing, not Luke's. My point is, why do some people have such strong faith and other people do not? Why does this woman in today's text, a woman who is obviously anything but a member of the church, a member of the Jewish community, why does she have so much faith? It's a gift. Do you have faith this morning? If your answer is yes, thank the Lord. If your answer is no, then why don't you just open your hands this morning and ask the Lord to place into your hand the gift of faith. It comes from Him. Well, let's go on and look at this lady. Her little daughter is suffering from demon possession. And so she says, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. And then that verse 23 is very interesting. Jesus did not answer a word. How many times have you and I prayed for something? 
And we prayed and prayed and prayed, and it seems like Jesus does not answer a word. Does that mean that he doesn't hear us? No. Does that mean that he doesn't care? No. It means that it was not time for him to respond. So, he doesn't respond. In the meantime, the disciples came to him and urged him, send her away for she keeps crying out after us. She was driving them crazy. There's nothing so bold and aggressive as a mother when her child needs help. The most quiet, reserved women in this world become tigers when their child needs help. This woman's little girl needed help. And she was going to make sure she got it if she possibly could. So Jesus answered, sort of as he walks along to her, well, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. Just sort of throws that out. Now for most people, that would have been enough to turn them away. He says to her, in essence, you're not a Jew. I was sent for the Jews. You've got a lot of nerve coming and asking me to heal your daughter. I wasn't even sent for you. The woman keeps on. She came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. Help me. So then he tries another tack and he says, you know, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. He was calling her a dog. And that's what the Jews called the Gentiles in those days, Gentile dogs. That was their name for Gentiles. And so Jesus says, look it, I can't give to you all my blessings that I brought to the children of Israel. You're a Gentile dog. She is so sharp. And then she replies, yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. She said, Lord, I'm not asking you to give me anything you've reserved for Israel or the children of Israel. But you know as well as I do that when crumbs drop from the table, the dogs eat the crumbs. Give me a crumb. Give me just a little bit of your healing power. I'm not asking you to take away from the Jews. Just give me the part that falls from the table. Isn't this woman amazing? And Jesus answered, Woman, 
You have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed that very hour. Faith is a gift. And faith is also persistent. She didn't give up. She didn't pray once and say, well, God didn't answer me, it's over. Oh, no. Persistent. I have a son who is 43 years old. Matthew is a big six-foot-one weightlifter type. Get the picture? Healthy, strong surfer. He has two small children and a wonderful wife. Two years ago, we thought we were going to lose Matthew. All of a sudden, his heart just sort of crumbled, and he had this horrible arrhythmia, out of control, that destroyed his heart to the point that he was only, heart was beating only 20% of normal. When he finally began to regain his health, and his heart went up to 65% of normal, the doctor told him, Matthew, I thought you were going to die. Because when one's heart is only 20% of normal, all of a sudden the pool, the blood will pool, and your heart will just stop. Well, he got better through prayer and excellent cardiologist and good procedures and good medication. And he was doing fine. Had a good job, a startup company. And then this last February, when everything seemed to look so well and so good, he came by to see us. Uh, we live in Anaheim. As I said, he lives in Thousand Oaks. He was over here in a business deal, and he came into our house and sat down in the family room. And he said, uh, Mom and Dad, I just lost my job. I said, What? He was working for a startup company. It had gone belly up in this economic climate. Just couldn't make it. Business is done. I cannot tell you what that did to me. I don't know of anything that's ever affected me so adversely for some reason. I don't know why. My stomach just turned over. And I was just beside myself. I thought, now what's this going to do to his health? He's got two small kids. He doesn't have any money. The bills are going to mount up again. Uh, credit cards are going to be maxed out. And I was just so upset, I couldn't believe it. 
When he left, I went up and started to pray about it. I have a little kneeler in my office, my little, I have my office, my little devotional center. And for days and days and days, weeks, months, okay, this is um, February, he told us this. Three times a day, I would go and kneel at my kneeler, morning, noon, and night. And I would plead with God to give Matt another job. Open a door for him. Please, Lord, protect his heart. I prayed for March, nothing. April, nothing. May, nothing. Every day. That was my... I was just obsessed with it. And he would call me and he'd say, Dad, I'm so stressed. And my heart would just ache. I didn't know what to do. I said, Lord, you better help me. I'm going to go nuts. So God gave me that wonderful verse that I've read a thousand times from Philippians. But it became my verse. You know, don't worry about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication. Let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God will give all understandable. Okay. So persistently, I even got to the point where I said, Lord, would you give him a job? Not for his sake, but for my sake. To give me some peace. And the bills were beginning to go up. No work, no check. A lot of stress and strain. So then, let's see, June came. And one morning he called and said, Mom, I got a job. I'm telling you, I ran upstairs to my kneeler. And I knelt down and I said, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. What can I do, Lord, to thank you? Words just don't seem enough. Thank you. And I heard the Lord say to me, You're welcome. I love you. You're welcome. I love you. Have you ever heard God say that to you? When you've been thanking him? You're welcome. So this morning when we talk about faith, faith is, is a gift. And God wants us to use this gift in a persistent way. So open yourself up this morning. Let him give you the gift of faith. And hear him say to you, you're welcome. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen.